What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. It's Chrysomania, brother. That's a great question. Look at you, man, oh, with the powerful you. questions. <laughs> Woo! This is the Chris Van Vliet Show. Chris Van Vliet Show. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Van Vliet! It's Chrysomania, brother. Okay. <laughs> it was so cool every time I hear that. It was so cool when Hulk Hogan did that in our interview. That was awesome. Welcome to the Chris Van Fleet Show, coming into your ears right now, however and wherever you might be listening. And I appreciate you hanging out with us and the interesting guests that we've been having. This episode is no different, my friends. You'll know Dasha Fuentes as a backstage interviewer from WWE, but she is so much more than that. She was actually hired as a wrestler and started her career as a superstar in training before transitioning into the role of ring announcer and then interviewer. She got a lot of criticism for being the Dasha bot and sounding robotic when she did her interviews. And I'm not making fun of her. She does that in the interview yourself, herself. You'll see. Okay. She's very aware of that. We talk about it. It's all good. Before we get to all that good stuff, the Chris Van Vliet Show is brought to you by Green Roads, and you've heard a lot about CBD, and for me, it's been such a game changer. Green Roads has the best ingredients because they're a pharmacist-founded company that's focused on making the lives of their customers better. Their CBD oil, gummies, tea, cream, capsules, their other stuff, the CBD oil for pets, it's all great. It's the real deal. Use my code CHRIS15 to get 15% off your order of CBD products at greenroads.com. The Chris Van Vliet Show also brought into your ears from the mics and cables and mixers from Samson Technologies. They have very affordable audio solutions and their headphones that I'm wearing, they're awesome. I'm hearing myself in them. But, I mean, that's obviously the point here. They're great, though. Samson Tech is where you can see their entire lineup. So Dasha lives in Orlando. I live in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. It's like a three-ish hour drive. And Dasha happened to be taking a trip to Miami for an event with her husband. And they were passing right through Fort Lauderdale on the way. So we wanted to do this interview. And I'm like, that is perfect timing. It was meant to be. It's actually the first interview I've ever done inside my house. So if you want to be creepy, you can watch the interview on my YouTube channel and see what the interior of my house looks like. And just because I have a grand piano doesn't mean I'm good at playing it. But I do play it, just not well. Uh, Dasha Fuentes is so charismatic, so full of personality that we didn't get to see on TV. So please enjoy this chat with the one and only Dasha Fuentes. Were we dancing here? We're dancing. All right. I like to dance. I like to have a good time. Oh, well, welcome to my house. <laughs> thank you. Your gorgeous house. Well, thank you. I've actually never done an interview here, so yeah. The first. You're the first. I'm honored. This is the first that you know people are getting a look inside my house. Yeah. Letting them in. Yeah. So, them in. well, thank you for making this happen. Uh, no, thank you for making this happen. Okay. Well, you know, the true story uh, is like you came down here from Orlando. Like yeah. I'm usually doing the reverse. <laughs> I'm usually driving three hours to Orlando to make this happen. So thank you 
for you know coming to my home. Happy to come here. Thank you for welcoming me in. And I, I think that uh, you know anyone that's following you on Instagram probably saw the video about a month ago. You've, uh, you're officially not with WWE anymore. Yes, that is correct. Fortunately, we have parted ways. Uh, how are you feeling about this? I actually feel really good. You know, I usually, it, it was a, a shock to me um, being let go by them, but it's not the end of the world. It's crazy because I dedicated five years of my life to them. Yeah. And you stopped thinking I was injured last year for a good chunk of it. I, had, I got injured July 27th and had surgery August 3rd. And I still managed to have and work over 115 shows. How does a backstage interviewer get injured? <laughs> well, I have another life other than WWE. And actually, yeah. I, a lot of people don't know. Yeah, they do no, know that I started as a wrestler. Mm -hmm. And I was a swimmer, diver, national competitive gymnast, competed in Marine Corps, JROTC in school. And I, I'm always very active. Prior to getting signed by WWE, I had my own personal training company. So that's one thing. I'm like, just because I'm a backstage interviewer on TV and I'm a host and announcer at live events doesn't mean that the camera doesn't see how you look. You still have, you look at Byron Saxon, okay? The man is jacked. He is ripped. So you have to look aesthetically pleasing even as an interviewer. So, you know, and you never know. I used to always tell them all the time, I can take a bump. Let That's somebody take me out. Yeah. If I accidentally take a bump, I gotta be in top optimal physical conditioning in order to Hold the microphone. So you got hurt in the gym? Is that what yeah, happened? Yeah, I was working out at the performance center and I was like really pumping iron, getting ready for like a fitness competition because I wanted to do something for me and I wasn't listening to my body and it's always on the last one. Always. The last one. Well, it has to be the last one because you end up getting injured afterwards. <laughs> yes, this is true. No, actually I stood up and kept walking, kind of oh, kept geez. going. Yeah, it felt a little weird, but I think that's the gymnast in me. You don't feel the pain, you just kind of push through and you just keep on going. I mean, that's what the wrestlers do in the ring and yeah. stuff like that. And a lot of people don't know, I wasn't just an interviewer on TV. There's uh, a handful of us that actually are hosts and announcers for live events. We don't just show up to TV and possibly do stuff at the studio once a week and that's it. We literally work live events Friday, Saturday, Sunday, TV, Monday, come back Tuesday if you work for Raw, and shows Saturday, Sunday, Monday, TV Tuesday for SmackDown. So is this kind of like a blessing in disguise? Your schedule's not nearly as crazy Ooh. now? I, I like to view it that way. I'm an optimist. So I truly enjoyed working for the company, being able to travel to 47 out of 50 states. Wow. I got to see all sorts of different towns that I never even imagined. I, I never... Imagine I'd ever go to New Mexico or Phoenix or Washington State. I was born and raised in Orlando, Florida. Lived within a 10 mile radius my entire life. Went to school at UCF, like did everything there. So it was, it was pretty crazy. My first taxi ride, my first train ride, <laughs> my first flight over the Atlantic Ocean was all with WWE. So I, I like to look back at all of the experiences that I had with them over any of the negative that could have happened. I think it's important to know which three states you didn't go to. <laughs> oh yeah. So, okay. okay. I'm still a little bitter about this <laughs> because when we had the tour where we went to Alaska, mm -hmm. originally it was scheduled for SmackDown to go to Alaska. Last minute, they changed it to Raw. 
Mike Rome, yeah, that's you. You got to go to the North Pole and I didn't get to go. Thanks a lot, man. And then they were posting pictures and stuff like that all over everywhere. And of I course. Didn't see it. And then the second one. Uh-huh. SmackDown went to this place. But at the time, they weren't sending two hosts and announcers. Greg Hamilton got to go to Hawaii and I didn't get to go. It's okay, He's the, he is the ring announcer for SmackDown Live, but I still didn't get to go to Hawaii. And then the those last are two. One, those are the freak states, though. Yeah, but Alaska I was and Hawaii. so pumped to go. Well, you can go now. But on high, like in hindsight, they can say, "Well, we didn't speak Spanish, so we didn't get to go to Argentina and Chile and Peru and Panama and Puerto Rico and oh, look at this all accent. these other places." Wow. I don't know. It just comes out. Jeez. And then the last one. Okay. For some reason, what do you think it is? Um, if you had to guess. If I had to guess. Yeah, it's it's a very rare state that probably a lot of people don't visit unless you're going to go ski. Wyoming. No. You've been to Wyoming? Yeah. I haven't even met a person that's oh, been to Wyoming. Oh, it was cool. Beautiful. Um, it was gorgeous. Where else would you not go? It's on the east side. Delaware. Oh, everyone's been there. <laughs> what are you talking about? Okay. It starts with a V. Vermont? So, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, everyone's been to Vermont. <laughs> not me. Not yet. Uh-huh. Vermont, I'm coming for you. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, it's so amazing hanging out with you because you do have so much personality. <laughs> Thank you. That we didn't see on TV. I promise people I am not a robot. That people. <laughs> Coolest thing I have ever seen. Somebody took the time out. Whoever you are, I hope you're watching this. They took the time out. It was an interview I did with Shinsuke Nakamura. They literally changed my skin color silver. And they put a voice modulator. Oh, no. So it was like, Shinsuke Nakamura, how are you feeling about this? <laughs> it was the coolest thing. And I can't find it. I, I saw it on Twitter. And somebody needs to, like, retweet it to me or something. Wow. I literally died. Died when I saw it. But it's crazy. What's the instruction that's given to you so that you sound like you have zero personality on TV? Well, that's the thing. It's, it's trying to oddly find that balance of not showing too much personality, which, as you can see, it kind of got a little bit of it, and, um, and showcasing the talent. Because at the end of the day, it's about the talent and what it is that they have to say. They don't want us to uh, skew any opinions or create or form any biases about what's going on. So for me, it's a hard part because I'm the type of person that's like, it's all or nothing. Yeah. Either you get all of this or you get, hello, thank you. <laughs> Which is so interesting because if you went into an interview and an audition with them and you were like, I'm really happy to be here. <laughs> Thank you. You'd never get the job. No. So how is it like that you can show off personality, show off charisma, and then once you get the job, they're like, all right, just dial that down. You know what? I don't know what goes on in their minds up there. One day something is 100% what they want, then the next day they wake up on the other side of the bed or a butterfly flaps its wings and this butterfly effect happens and it completely changes. So it's one of those things you have to take uh, any sort of criticism or critique that you get with a grain of salt and just know and be flexible. And that was kind of one of the hard parts for me. Like I'm a kinesthetic, concrete, sequential learner. Like I love schedules. I like this being a certain way. Like even today, I was like, I'm 30 minutes out. I'm 10 minutes out. I'll see you in five. I'm pulling in. Like that's just the type of person that I am just out of respect to other people. So 
that was one of the hardest things for me is, and, and it was a blessing because now I'm a little bit more flexible and stuff like that. Because before I'd be like, that's not on the schedule. This is not the way that this is. And like, I would get all bent out of shape. And I was just, I got to the point where I was like, yeah, whatever you want. Just let me know. Just mm. tell me right before. Yeah. You became a company person. Yeah. yeah. I, was, I was learning, yeah. you know, because Rome wasn't built in a day. It takes a little bit of time. And like I was saying, like I started as a wrestler. My dream was to be a superstar. And then I was given the opportunity to host and announce and, and and build this other body of work and, and hone my craft in a different way. And I wanted to wear so many different hats within the company. So if in the event they needed me to, I could just do whatever, I could sure. do whatever they wanted. Yeah. I was just happy to be there. And so that was for me, one of the hardest parts being let go because it felt like I dedicated seriously five years of my life to this company. And then it was just like, I got thrown away like a piece of trash. I got erased off of .com. I was like, Dasha Fuentes never existed. Mm. And that was, for me, the hardest thing, just because I was so passionate about what I did. And I built so many great relationships. And I built, as you know, Dusty Rhodes, American Dream, always said, this body of work. And it felt like they just wanted to pretend like it never happened. Who was it that reached out to you to let you know that they were letting you go? Oh, my manager at the time. Uh, yeah, my manager. Uh, oh, I don't wow. really want to say too many names. Sure. But my manager called me, and that was another thing too. They literally, they called me on a Tuesday. And I was told, um, after the events that occurred on Monday Night Raw, um, we are taking you off TV and you're not going to WrestleMania. What and I literally, what events? Thank you. I literally okay. went back. I watched the interview. There was a tiny little blip that happened, but it was live. It was with Roman. And I figured it was a pretty good interview. And I could see the, the growth and consistency that was happening from week to week. And... I was like, series of events? And I literally was just taken aback. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to just relax, not freak out about this, you know, not a big deal. Maybe they're going to send me back to NXT because a lot of people don't know I ring announced for NXT mm -hmm. and that's my passion. I loved ring announcing. And um, so I was like, okay, no big deal. I'll have a week to relax. And I was told um, you'll be called next week and uh, we'll figure out the game plan of what's going on. Well, the following Monday after Mania, I got a phone call, literally lasted like a minute and a half. And they just called me and said, we're letting you go. Wow. And I was like, all right, well, thanks for five years. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's it. And, and, you know, you're not the first person to tell me a story like that. And it's crazy how just when they're done, yeah, they're, they're done. done. Yeah. yeah. And no hard feelings. No hard feelings at all. Um, because like I told you, it was a blessing working for them. But at the same time, it's like I also put in time, effort and dedication and gave you my all. So for me, that was like, like I was just saying, the, the only thing for me that was just like the biggest like punch in the gut was just being, trying to be erased. Is there something that you didn't accomplish in WWE that you look back on and go, oh, I wish I had a chance to do that? Oh, debuting as a wrestler, either on NXT, Raw, SmackDown, any of them, because that's what I, that's what I went there for. Yeah. Like a lot of people don't know in my group, it's pretty crazy about half of the people are left there. I was in the same trial as Nia Jax. Okay. And um, Dash Wilder. Uh, who else was in my class? Riddick Moss. Uh, Drake, the, the ref in NXT. Huh. I think who else was there? 
um, in our orientation session, Finn Balor was there, but he didn't start till a couple months after, but he was in orientation. So it was pretty crazy to think out of my tryout, which happened December 12, 13, 14 of 2013, they selected four females and only two were left. And it was Nia Jax and I. Wow. And then the crazy thing is uh, Sarah Stock, Dark Angel, as a lot of people know her in the Indies, uh, she was in our tryout. She actually had a match in our tryout. She didn't get signed, unfortunately, but then she came back as an agent yeah. two or three years later. Yeah. So it was, it was like weird full circle kind of yeah. about that. So <laughs> how did you find out about the tryout? Had you been working indie shows? Had you been training at all? No. So yeah. A lot of people won't like how I got, like I used to watch wrestling and stuff like that casually as a fan during the Attitude Era. My mom was, my mom, not was, is extremely conservative. So I wasn't allowed to watch any of that. Same here. But we'd play yeah. hooky from church and we'd watch like reruns with my dad and stuff like that. And we'd pretend we'd have like Sunday Night Smackdown. And like, I was watching Total Divas one day and I've always, I always wanted a profession where I could be physically fit and active. I could be a positive role model to both men, women, children of all ages. And, um, and WWE was just there. So I actually was working out of the gym one day and I saw a gentleman who I knew was a pro wrestler in the Indies. And I asked who? him, uh, Chasen. Oh, I know Chasen. Chasen, yeah. yeah. And I asked him, hey, Chasen, uh, what does it take to, to be a wrestler or, you know, work for WWE. And he's like, we'll go to WWErecruit.com, sign up a profile. He goes, no offense. He goes, it might be a little easier for girls. And he was brutally honest. It was great. He was like, no offense. It might be easier for girls, especially good looking ones like you. Not that he sounds like this, but I don't know why. That, I'm that's that a good voice. guy impression though. <laughs> but um, just <laughs> upload your profile, put your pictures and this and that. <laughs> now I went totally hooked. Just keep going, yeah. And so I did that. And I, I uploaded my profile added my pictures and I had, I had a pretty impressive resume. I went to college, got my bachelor's degree and in competed what? in uh, molecular biology and microbiology. And, of course, uh, yeah, as one does. <laughs> and then I, I played all sorts of sports and I competed in pageants in the Miss America system to fund my undergraduate education. And uh, so I had a pretty good looking profile. Plus yeah. I lived in Orlando already, so they didn't have to fly me in. And it was funny because I, I remember submitting it in August, the profile with all the pictures. I think they wanted like, you know, full body picture, headshot, whatever it was, a couple paragraphs of why you want to be a wrestler. Um, superstar. Yeah. My apologies. Yes. Yeah, why you want to be a superstar. My apologies. Yes. Sports they are superstars, yeah. sports entertainers, not wrestlers, uh, <laughs> unless you work for AEW. And they are professional wrestlers, yeah, right? Yeah. This is true. And so, so I uploaded that and it and it was funny because uh, my now husband, but my boyfriend at the time, he was like, hey, do you ever hear anything back from WWE? Does he have the same guy voice as Jason? <laughs> yeah, they all do. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, hi, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Maybe not that deep. I don't know. <laughs> but he was like, do you ever hear anything back from them? And like, he works in, in business in the industry. And I just remember him, like he went on like super defensive mode. He's like, me as a manager, as somebody who works in this field, that would be silly. Like, obviously, he didn't use those choice words. I just don't like to curse. He was like, they would be silly if they didn't even give you a chance. It's not like they have to fly you in. They don't have to pay you. Like, I'm just looking at this from a business standpoint and you would be a good person to bring in. And I was like, you're right. Thanks, hon. <laughs> and, and I kid you not, it's like we put it in the universe. Mm -hmm. And um, I got a email 
from Canyon Seaman uh, like two days after uh, he had mentioned this in August and he was like, oh, we'd like to invite you to audition. Please respond to this. If he you has a different to. voice. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's a little more, you know, Canyon, I don't know if you've ever met him. He's like 6'5 and he's very tall and very stoic. He, he played volleyball. And, and it was funny because I go to Chase and I was like, Jason, you ever heard this dude named Canyon? Canyon semen and uh, and he was like, yeah, yeah, he's legit, he's legit. And I was like, okay, because you never know these days yeah, if like yeah. random people. I trust nobody. I trust nobody. I trust nobody. And uh, so I responded back, and then December 12, 13, 14, we did it. And, and that was the your first time ever getting in a ring? Yeah, pretty much. Wow. You yeah. should have been like, hey, Chasen, I'm going to have this tryout. Well, I did. I did. I like ran the ropes like once or twice. Which is way more painful than people realize. Tell me about it. I, I trained for a couple months and like the first time you hit the ropes, you're like, ah. I mean, you're being super dramatic. It's not that much. It hurt. You wake like, up the next day and you have a boys giant don't have, Boys don't welt. have the same pain tolerance as females do. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah. Well, Y'all are You're right. We, we can't have children. <laughs> well, we did. We, I, uh, it was funny because like the first two months that I trained, I literally had, because the, the top rope and the middle rope, no, not the top rope, sorry. The bottom rope and the middle rope, I'm vertically challenged. They hit me right in between my shoulder oh, blades okay, yeah. and then my glutes in the back. So it was funny because I showed my sister, I'm like, yeah, check this out. It's like black and purple. And yeah, yeah. Like literally like a meat tenderizer. Somebody was like hitting me and she's like, what are they doing to you? You need to stop you can't do this anymore i'm like man it's cool but everyone says it toughens up after a while and it did but yeah, side yeah. shuffles the arches of my feet like the the hardcore uh training drills that we did like the hamburg rolls like that's my jam like i'm an athlete i loved every minute of being in the ring does this mean we'll see you get back into the ring I hope so, but I'm still recovering from my Achilles rupture. I did quite a number on that. I had a complete oblique tear. So I like literally the doctor said not to be graphic, but he's like, you know, when you take a piece of chicken and you kind of like pull it apart, he's like, you did that on multiple levels, but just like oblique from like the, I went big. Yeah, and yeah. then I went home. <laughs> you had to. I went big, and that's how it's always been. And literally, he's like, I had to repair that thing. Like, yeah, really. Well, so if that all heals up, and in a perfect world, would you like to get back in the oh, ring? Oh, I would love to. I would love to. I'm not a spring chicken anymore, so I probably couldn't do the whole every single weekend, but... I would love to have, you know, some matches here and there. So what is your uh, persona in the ring and what's your finishing move? Ooh, has to be something aerial. I was a gymnast. I'd be like a luchadora. I remember when we were in NXT, I used to joke around with Calisto all the time because we're actually the same height and kind of have similar body types. I was like, you're Calisto and I am your twin sister, Calista. <laughs> so you didn't get to a, to a point in training where you had signature moves or a finisher? I did not know. I had a couple matches, and it's crazy that my last match was actually on my birthday at a PC show uh, three years ago. So, um, and that, then who was it in and the And it P was a tag match. It oh, was Nia who? Jax 
who actually was in the process of getting her name, uh, the name like Mia Kai or something that was tinkering. So that's what she was. Uh, and I don't know if people know what was Britney's what was Britney's ring name? Devin Taylor. It was a tag match. It was Dasha and Carmella, mm. and we were the baby faces versus Mia Kai and Devin Taylor. <laughs> and man, I, it was so funny because I, I got to watch it back and stuff like that. And silly Ricky mistakes of like, man, I get a leg drop and I'm like selling my back oh, <laughs> like sure, sure. and then I like get up too quickly and going for the hot tag like too quickly. it was it was everyone that watches is like for it being like one of your first matches it wasn't bad but I'm like after now watching thousands of matches sure. sitting ringside because I was the ring announcer that didn't just like sit there like I would sit there and I'd get into it and like I I truly loved my job and I figured as a ring announcer sitting ringside I'm equally as a part of the show as you know what is going on in the ring and I feel like you could bring so much more mm -hmm. to what's going on and make it seem uh, more real if you're a part of it and it was cool because I, I learned so much sitting on the sidelines and I feel now if I were to get back into the ring I now know a little bit more of the production side of it all. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot more of the psychology just from learning from the greats like AJ and Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows like and Daniel Bryan, all those guys and girls too, yeah. from Naomi to Natalia and just everyone that truly loves the business they're willing to share their knowledge with you as long as you're willing to to be open to it. And it was pretty crazy because I remember one time I was at the Performance Center and Scott Dawson was there and I was training and I was like, man, I really can't wait to be in there. And he just gave me like the coolest compliment. He's like, when you finally make it in there, you'll be one of the greats. Wow. And I yeah. never, he goes, you're just so determined because I had asked him because, you know, you know, sports entertainment, wrestling is all about respect. And like for me, I grew up with a Puerto Rican mom who like, if you didn't show any respect, ella te daba vergüenza. You'll have to translate this for us. You know, she would give you un cocotazo, you tapaboca, you know, you, you get, you get put in place, essentially. Uh, that's, like, that's the gist of the what I fear, got there. The fear, like she didn't even have to say nothing. She never had to hit me or nothing. It was just the... So you've got, that's where the respect came yeah, from. Yeah, that's where the respect came from. So it was, it was one of those things that like, I always shook people's hands mm -hmm. and was very grateful. But also too, for me, it was one of those, in order to get respect, you have to give respect. And I figured I wanted to immerse myself and learn as much about it because you see people like Scott Dawson, Dash Wilder, they truly love the business. And if they see that you are interested and you love it as well, they share all their knowledge with you. And then that internally just made me fall in love even more with the business. Now there's different aspects of it, but you know, at the end of the day, like it's entertainment. It's yeah. it's cool. You get to be physically fit and active and throw yourself in the air and do things that you didn't dream were imaginable that you know you could do. You get to put people through an emotional roller coaster. Like it's the coolest thing. And my husband would tell me all the time. He's like, I have a thankless job. I he works in service, and he's like, people bring their cars in and they're angry. It's broken. They don't know what to do. And I get yelled at all day long. He's like people pay to come see you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you have management that's, you know, harping on you to do certain stuff. He goes, but at the end of the day, people 
pay to see you. You guys put butts in seats yeah. and you give them a, an evening to forget whatever their problems are because they can just enjoy what's going on. And that is what I constantly reminded and told myself when I was tired of being on a European tour for two weeks or things like that. It's like, treat every show like it's that one little kid all the way up in the balcony. It's their yeah. first show. Yeah. It's the only show they'll probably ever get to see in their life. And even though they only see you like a little ant down there, they're yeah. going to remember it forever. Yeah. So if it was your dream to wrestle, what was your reaction when you were told, we're going to take you out of the ring? We're still going to keep you employed, that's, though. That's a whole other story. So what happened was at the time, Lillian, I believe, had like knee surgery. Brandy, who many know as Eden, she, um, she got moved up. And JoJo, who trained in the ring as well, and yeah. then was ringing out. So and she was on top of she was covering. She was covering a lot of um, SmackDown pre-taped because at the time it wasn't live shows and they needed somebody and Greg Hamilton who was the first host ring announcer like started it he knew me from training in the ring and when I had gotten injured the first time uh, he I, I ring announced because I was like I don't want to be sitting here doing nothing utilize me I want to do something and I don't know if it was the pageants or whatever being articulate or whatever the case was he said you have a great voice you have a great personality and he literally took me under his wing and taught me everything about hosting and announcing. So I told them, they're like, well, we need somebody. We'd rather have somebody transition internally than bring somebody from the outside who doesn't know the industry yeah. because then they're stuck learning 30 years of history that can take a while. And so I was like, sure, no problem. I love to do this, but I still want to wrestle and I still want to train in the ring. So it got to a point where I was doing everything. I was going into the PC in the morning, training, going to shows, hosting, announcing, uh, going into the VO room, trying to learn to call matches, to learn psychology, going to school sessions, doing all that stuff. And then it got to a point where we hired another male announcer to the team. And I remember to this day, Sarah Motto and Matt Bloom, I could just feel them coming into the performance center. And I was in the female ring and I could just feel it. And I instantly just started crying. And they're like, why are you crying? I was like, because you're going to tell me I can't wrestle anymore and I can't train and this and that. Oh, they're no. like, how did you know? And I was like, I could just feel it. I could feel it. And I was so disappointed. I was, and it wasn't tears of sadness. It was out of anger and frustration because I felt like I never got to show what it was that I could do in the ring. And uh, man, I'll never forget that day. Three, like it was about two and a half, two and a half two and three quarters years ago. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, they literally brought me to like the center ring for anyone that's been at the performance center. The female ring was like next to the cages. And then there's like the elite ring, which is like Terry Taylor's class was at the time in the center ring. And they brought me over and they were talking to me. And I was like, yeah, no, I don't want to go over there. I know why you're going to call me over there. <laughs> so it was tough. I was like, and then I remember one time we had like a announce host announcer bumping seminar and they purposely didn't tell me about it because they already knew I could bump. I was like, come on, y'all. Like I would love to. <laughs> and I showed up anyhow. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. It was great. Like, we already know you can do this. I'm like, then let me do it. So was it at this point that they gave you the name Dasha Fuentes? 
Because I have a friend who was there, and they basically gave him a list and said, "Here are approved." Yeah, I came up. I came okay. up. They actually told me.、Um, they told me come up with.、Uh, I had already been tinkering with names when I was wrestling and stuff like that, and I came up with a list of I think about ten names, and、yeah. Dasha Fuentes was on the top because, I mean, my maiden last name was Gonzalez, and then my married last name is Correct, and it's funny because I have a Russian first name, and then my maiden last name obviously screams. Puerto Rican, and then my married last name is Arabic. So I wanted a Spanish last name that could be easily pronounced in English or in Spanish, so nobody would butcher it. And、yeah. all the cool ones like Lillian Garcia,、uh. Garcia was taken. Mendez, Mendez, Rosa, that one was taken. Mysterio was, <laughs> was no, taken. That's not Mysterio. That's Misterio. Sorry. Have you ever heard his music? Goes Rey Misterio. <laughs> It doesn't say Ray Mysterio. Well, sorry, I'm from Canada, so I know you're from Canada. That's、yeah. why you're so nice. Oh, well, thank you. You're very kind too. You're, Thanks. You're very nice American. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. My mom would roast my buns if I wasn't. So, <laughs> so did you get? Did you? Did yeah, you so, send your list to yeah, them? Yeah. Sorry. Sign up. Yeah. Sign up. Sign up. So Dasha Fuentes was on the top of the list, and、uh, they sent it back, and they're like. Uh, we like the first one. It's good to go because I was like Dasha Fuentes or Fuentes and、uh, Daisy Fuentes, the you know MTV VJ <laughs> back in the day.、Uh-huh, I、yeah. don't know if y'all are old enough for that. Sure. <laughs> I was like, I like her. Yeah. I think she's Cuban descent, but same thing. We're all family. We're Latinos, and、um, that's where Fuentes came from. Well, good because a lot of the backstage interviewers have the first name last name. Yeah. Which is, I, I know that Vince is a big fan of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But luckily, my real name is Dasha, so that's the nice part. Like, even though I was like, "Oh, everyone knows Dasha," and it's so different. So, what were the other names on this list? <sighs> I think give I give like, us a couple. I think I had like. I feel like it was 200 years ago. I'm willing to say it was two and three quarter years ago, actually, <laughs> and、uh, 25 hours and 57 minutes.、Um, I'm willing to say it was. I think like Sofia was on the Sofia something. Dasha Sofia? Oh, Sofia would be your first. Sofia something. I know Valentina was on there. Oh.、Uh, I wanted like really unique, cool names. I think like Asia was on there.、So、I don't remember, but I like Dasha. I'm weird. It's a weird name. There's a chance they could look at your list and go. No, no. Sorry, but it was funny because I was talking to Lana, and obviously she had a go- she had to put Russian names. She's like Dasha was actually on my list when、uh, she was submitting names and stuff、oh. like that. Yeah, I was like, well, <laughs> I'm glad you didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you mentioned earlier how AEW is wrestling.、Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on AEW? We're a week away from Double or Nothing. <laughs> Really excited.、And、the cool part is, like, I got to work with a lot of the individuals that、um, are no longer with WWE. So it's like I'm like that big sister, not big sister, little sister, sister, That's sister, it, just sister. sister. We're all、sure. brothers. We're all brothers. Whether you're guys or girls, we're, we're all brothers. brothers. We're all brothers. And so I'm very excited to see. What they do, having worked for WWE for such a long time,、uh, you get used to the certain formula and the way things are ran and done. So it's kind of the unknown. I don't know what to expect, and a lot of the the talent that I may not be aware of because I was in that WWE bubble for five years. I'm really excited to see the young bucks and and see. Neville's real name? What? There is new Pac. name. Pac. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh! I used to love interviewing him. It would be a splash fest. It's a good thing that he had great oral hygiene because I literally would get spit in my eyeballs all the time, and I'd be like, "Ben, come on, man." He's like, "Sorry, sorry." And、uh, I'm very excited to see 
his his new persona yeah because um, so, i've watched all the promos and things like that oh yeah and i'm like wow i dig it man it looks like the you know wrestlers are gonna have some mm -hmm. control here of their dr characters. baker super excited to see her which i was pre-dental that's why i did the m m and i was going to be a dentist i did a summer of learning at uf college of dentistry and that summer i realized i love my teeth and not everyone else's you have very nice teeth thank you yeah, it was yeah. my first car what? It's my first car. So my mom, she what? saved up, I think like $2,500. Oh, and she, I see. she gave me the choice. She was like, you can either get a car or you can get the braces you always wanted your whole life. So my senior year, I was brace face. Uh, and my senior pictures have braces in them, but I got the clear ones. But uh, I got them late too. Like yeah. I got braces from 16 to 18. And my mom's like, you're going to need them. I'm like, I don't want braces. But now look at us. Look at these. <laughs> But if I didn't have braces, I probably wouldn't have the career that I have yeah. now. Not that my teeth, I didn't have summer teeth or anything. Mm -hmm. You know what summer teeth are? No. Sum summer here, summer there. <laughs> I didn't have summer teeth. It's a neat flower. You know. But okay. if I didn't have the braces, I definitely wouldn't be I'd, on TV. I had, I had kind of like my sister and brother used to tell me that I was Bugs Bunny because like my, my uh, incisors and like they were kind of stuck out a little bit, had a little bit of an overbite and I had like one tooth that was out of place. So I only had braces for a year and a half. So it wasn't too bad. Oh, yeah. But they're like, you're Bugs Bunny. I'm like, look at me now, guys. <laughs> they used to tell me I was La Niñita de Lechero. I was a milkman's kid and I was a middle kid. I saw, why do you think I wanted to go into entertainment? I got middle kid syndrome over here. Yeah. You know, I got it all. I'm a lefty. Creative. Yeah. I think right. Why can't you show off this personality on TV? I don't know. I was being constrained. <laughs> <laughs> I was, oh, I dropped my it's microphone. It's okay. It's fine. I was so, in chains. <laughs> but like, how come someone like a Renee is able to show personality? Because they trust her. Hmm. They tr it, it's, it's all built on trust. And it's difficult for them to trust somebody that they don't know what they can do. Like I was saying, I didn't come from entertainment. So... I knew Renee in Toronto. She was hosting a TV show and mm -hmm. interviewing uh, musicians at the time. Then she went on to you know, do a thing where she was interviewing wrestlers on her own show. Yep. So maybe they were just familiar yes. with her. And she had, she had that, I guess you could say that real, that documented body of work. I didn't have any of that stuff. Right. So I took no offense to it, you know, no offense from it whatsoever. But like I'm, I was telling you a little bit earlier, the first live TV shot I've ever done was the one that I unfortunately butchered and said, uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my guest James Ellis instead of Ellsworth. I was so nervous. I was like shaking, like you could see like the microphones, like like this. I was so nervous. And the most nerve-wracking part about television is the waiting. So mm -hmm. you've got your earpiece yep. in, and they're telling you five minutes out, yep, two minutes out, one minute out, and you're just like, huh? it's about to be real. Yeah, and then and, it's like right before they're like, ten, and go, nine, yeah, and you're like, oh, was I supposed to say? Yeah. Oh my gosh, it was so nerve wracking. And it was just like, sometimes I would get into my head too much. Mm -hmm. And for some reason that earpiece, I wish I could just rip it out sometimes because sometimes the, the comms would be off and you could hear the chatter that's going on. You're like, okay, well, I'm trying to like, remember these lines I'm supposed to say and do this and that and have this expression and not hold the mic like in their face or like down here or wherever it was. And, and I think people think that you're just going in with an idea of what you're gonna ask them. You've got an actual no, script. and you have to, like until they until they um, they can trust you, you better go by what's on that script. It's written. It's been cleared. You better not go off path. You better not say one word, comma, 
punctuation incorrectly and that was terrifying for me unfortunately and I started getting a little bit more comfortable but it was I was kind of in that balance of like okay well sometimes we can't trust her it's inconsistent it's this and that but it's like in order to get better at it is doing it being thrown to the wolves maybe we could tailor the words a little bit differently or something like that and my my husband would joke around with me he's like your level of vocabulary is completely different from what is being written for you so when you're trying to remember and I understand like I'm playing this character I have to do this but I was playing the part of a journalist and I needed to work on my own. <laughs> Does every interview have to start with, ladies and gentlemen, my guests at this time? That was one of the cool things that I can tell you that they were trying to change. They were trying to transition from no more ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my guest. We were trying to do more ambush kind of different placements. And one of the coolest things is if you have the chance to watch NXT, the interview style is completely different. Mm -hmm. Joe Belcastro um, and the writers that are at NXT, they have truly tried to change that, to not make it as formal and this and that more conversational. And you could see that that was starting to change on Raw and SmackDown. And that was making life a lot easier. But my favorite part was when I'd be in the male locker room <laughs> try, trying to interview someone. And you're like, should you really be in here, lady? <laughs> Creeper. <laughs> Speaking of creepers, <laughs> with your large Instagram following, mm. how, uh, how often are the uh, creepers sliding in your DMs? Oh, they like to lurk. They like uh, to lurk. Uh, they're not just lurking. I they're, see uh, you. I see you. I see you trying to slide in there. It when, ain't happening. When you get the inappropriate comments on your photos. Oh, I show you, them. I show them to, to Gabe, to my husband. <laughs> then did you delete them? Because some people go way over the edge. Um, luckily, thank goodness, I'd get, you know, the occasional inappropriate pic, and I'd just show him, he's like, that's a stock photo, that's not real. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I just laugh. It's funny because I, I love science, and I view the body as science, so it doesn't phase me. It it's, sounds really weird, but I'm like a clinician, like very clinical, like nothing bothers me. Like I'm that weirdo that's like, yeah, what do you, what, how are you feeling this month? Oh, I'm shedding my uterine lining, you know, like as gross as that sounds. Yeah, it's, well, it's but true, I, it's I guess. It's the truth. I, I'm very scientific when it comes to that stuff it doesn't phase me and uh so i just show him we joke about it we've been together since we were in high school so we grew up together half of our lives together so it's pretty funny so in your goodbye video that you posted mm -hmm. on instagram you said that we can now follow your journey well where's your journey taking Ooh, you it's taking me in many different directions and that's one of the cool part is when i was working with wwe you were kind of constrained to your creativity i'm a very creative individual i love i, I fell in love with hosting announcing entertaining all that stuff but uh, a lot of people don't know i grew up around racing and i love crafting like i was the girl backstage that people would be like hey i got this shirt will you cut it up and make it look cool i'm like give me the scissors <laughs> and then I would, <laughs> and I would do stuff like like bailey shirts at the beginning like i would cut the fringes and make them very wow. macho man the sleeves and stuff like that like yeah oh yeah. yeah i totally made that stuff happen like i think Dolph had like a cut up shirt for like something i did a weaving stuff uh, becky lynch the man would always she had the like cool shirts that she'd be like hey i have the shirts a little too big can you make it up and i'm like yeah sure 
and I just that, that's what I love doing so I still love wrestling it's not like I'm gonna go away from it but I'd like to um, kind of start a YouTube channel or maybe go on the news or something and have like a crafting show something with cars yeah. I'm really big into health and fitness and I used to have my own personal training company prior to working with WWE so people ask me all the time as a gymnast we want to learn how you do your cool handstands that you've done all over the world so I'd like to kind of maybe bring that all together if having the opportunity to wrestle mm -hmm. I would love to do that if having the opportunity to do TV or movies and things like that now I have the availability to do that stuff um, but I I'm the world's your oyster it is it is my oyster but I don't like oysters I don't either <laughs> sorry everyone that likes oysters sorry not sorry <laughs> so you know if we have if we sit down in my house again in a year where do you think you'll be love to be like possibly like doing stuff like on a, a larger network scale reaching a greater audience mm -hmm. traveling being able to host shows all over the world yeah. but at my schedule kind yeah. of you know um the, I don't the know. fact that you're bilingual, bilingual. <laughs> I can't even, like, I'm That's not even okay. monolingual. That's okay. <laughs> uh, it's very helpful, obviously, in Florida. Of course. Especially here in South Florida. And that was one of the cool things with, uh, I always try, I feel like out of bringing it back to respect, anytime we'd go to a different country, I'd try to learn the vernacular for that country or learn how to say hello, goodbye, thank you, things mm -hmm. like that. So, like, when we, I remember I'd, I'd bug Shinsuke, like, Shinsuke, hey, Shinsuke, how do you say this? And uh, so he taught me, like, when we went to Japan, like, and like I learned like like kawaii which is cute and like just learn words here and there so I always tried to uh, when I was the host because there would always be two of us when I was a Smackdown it would be Greg Hamilton and I uh, Greg would do the, the primarily the ring announcing but we'd flip-flop back and forth sometimes but I'd always host and come out so I always like to say like you know hello good evening welcome to WWE Live in their native tongue so whether it was Italian French je parle un peu de français oh, I, <laughs> I, I, in high school, I decided I'd love to learn a little bit of French since I already know Spanish and English. And I just try to immerse myself in different cultures. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Just out of respect for, for that country. Yeah. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Yeah, And it's great you. to see that you're not a robot. I am not. You are not the Dasha <laughs> Nope. Uh, since you're not Dasha Fuentes anymore, where can people find you? Ah, you guys can find me on Instagram with the handle Dasha Corette. Same thing on Twitter or my YouTube channel. Has it started? It's going to happen. Well, because I'm going to post happening. this soon and then we can tell people to subscribe. You can follow, you can subscribe, but there's nothing yet because okay. I've got some good content coming So what's for you the guys. channel called It's right going to be Mas Dasha because okay. whenever we were in South America, they'd always be like, queremos Mas Dasha, which is we want more Dasha. Oh, okay. So, Masasha. Oh. All right, we'll put the link below. You'll get yeah. some subscribers. And uh, thank you. Thank you. Hug it out. Thank Woo. you. Bye, guys. So fun, right? Thanks to Dasha for that chat. Thanks to you for listening. If you like this, it would mean a lot to me. If you left a review and let people know about the Chris Van Vliet show, please share it with everybody. Um, after listening to that whole conversation, it kind of feels like a crime that Dasha Fuentes wasn't allowed to show off her personality on TV because she has so much of it. 
I wish her all the best in whatever it is that she moves on to now in her career. Big thanks to Green Roads for sponsoring the CVV show. Use the code CHRIS15 to save 15% at greenroadsworld.com. Also, thanks to Samson Technologies for the gear that we are podcasting on. Podcasting's been fun. Like, we should have done this a while ago. I love it. So thanks for being with us on this, and we will see you on the next one.